Hello and welcome to the Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral Podcast. Eddie Cohn here discussing Instagram. Something I've been thinking about a lot, obviously, over the last couple weeks. Sometimes I wonder, this will be a pretty quick podcast episode. I, I actually, I have an emergency podcast coming up probably in the next couple days. My friend Calvin Corzine, yoga teacher, tagged me in a post a few days ago, so I felt inspired to talk to him about it. So that should drop in the next couple days, hopefully tomorrow, actually. But I have been thinking a lot about sort of the post that he posted because I was tagged on it. And I've been thinking about this idea of perception versus reality. And sometimes sometimes I'm, I'm lost as to sort of the most salient point that I'm trying to sort of convey. And I do think a lot of times it's this, this idea of reality versus perception. And I do believe without... We, we believe typically what we see is truth. And for example, and and I'll talk about this a little bit more with Calvin on the next episode, but one of my friends responded to the post that he posted and his explanation of his beliefs were completely different than the things, the, the words that he used to express a very similar point to me via text. And they were also very different to his own post on Instagram. And I get the sense that we are portraying very different thoughts and beliefs on social media than how we often actually feel in our real life. And that's a very important point. That may be the most important point. And that may be why there is such an omnipresence of confusion, a disconnect between reality and perception, uh, truth, and deceitful actions. I mean, that to me has been probably at the core of human existence from the very beginning. I mean, we trust the news to give us the truth, but unfortunately that probably isn't the case. I think as human beings, we believe what we see. But then again, that can be confusing because let's say our parents are racist. Let's say our parents hate Italian food or our parents hate Japanese food. I'm just, I'm shying away from the racist thought because I want to be, make it a little bit more casual. But even though sushi may look fantastic on a television set or or TV show, you may have to go out and experience that sushi on your own because maybe you grew up in a household where your parents can't stand sushi. So it obviously we need to experience things on our own to really ultimately find the truth. But it it's becoming more and more challenging, almost impossible now to find out what's fabricated and what's reality. And so I bring up that example of my friend on Instagram because here's somebody that I know pretty well and in three different areas whether it's through text, through his own posts or through comments, he's giving three different 
examples of his truth. Now, depending on what you're seeing or paying attention to, that's what you're going to believe. And I think that may be my biggest issue with Instagram. And everybody is very aware and careful as to what they're expressing or displaying on this platform, almost like a magazine or a promoter of a product or an advertising company. If you do nothing but watch Fox News or or watch the news, one would think, and I'm not, I'm not trying to throw a, blank, a blanket statement here either way, but one could easily argue that, that policemen are racist, terrible human beings across the board if you do nothing but pay attention to the terrible acts of violence and racism that they've often portrayed, or conducted rather, against African Americans. Now, me personally, I also am friends with a lot of police officers. Well, I don't want to say a lot, five or six. And the ones that I know aren't racist, and they're friends. They're, a couple of them are Filipino, some are African American, a couple of them are Caucasian. And they seem to all get along really, really well. And none of them seem racist to me. But that's a boring news story for the media. They're not going to talk about that. They're going to talk about the acts of racism, the acts of violence, which I guess I understand because that's what's going to get them eyeballs. But I don't think they realize, or maybe they do, that the, the, the reason or the way that they're portraying information or displaying information or sharing information is having a consequence on culture. There's a reason why there's fear and anxiety towards policemen, especially if you're African-American. Now, I'm not discounting the stories that have been told from friends of mine where there has been clear racism, but the media is amplifying that. They're not doing policemen any favors, for sure. So the same thing is happening on Instagram People are doing their best to portray a specific look, style, or lifestyle that looks or seems or appears or gives off the impression that they're having a fantastic, perfect life. The reality is is that we never really know if couples are happy. We don't really know if somebody is depressed or happy, unless you're really good friends with them, you're around them all the time. And then even in those situations, there are cases where people are blown away that somebody killed themselves. So my point is, is that Instagram and social media has helped blur the lines between reality and perception even more. And it's anybody's guess if anybody's happy sad, depressed, and it makes it that much more difficult now more than ever for us to know what's true and what's false. And, you know, I bring up yoga teachers and yoga a lot because I know some of them personally, and they're having 
some immense struggles in their lives. But on the flip side, they're doing nothing but posting perfect-looking photos, model shots. And I do think there is consequences to that. And I only bring up yoga teachers because I work in that industry now. And I am influenced by that, that, by that industry. But I don't think they're privy to the impact that their photos or anybody's photos that aren't real is having on American culture. We don't know what to believe anymore. And it's a struggle. And I think that's why. So imagine, in my, my last closing point. So imagine being close friends with somebody, seeing them once a week, having face-to-face conversations, and it's still a, tr- a struggle to really get to know that person or know what's really going on. And that's a common theme across all relationships because we're scared to share our innermost personal thoughts, often even with the people we're with, often even with family. So imagine how difficult it is to truly understand or connect with what's going on with somebody if not only are they incapable or they feel uncomfortable sharing their innermost personal thoughts with their best friends, but then they display this perfect life on a social media platform all the time where they seem to be happy, they have a perfect-looking life, perfect husband or wife or kids or perfect job. I think it's the reason why the ubiquitousness of confusion and doubt and insecurity is at an all-time high now. It's rampant because we don't know what's true or false anymore. We all don't have, we, we pick and choose what's most important to us in our lives. We only have so much time, 24 hours a day. Hopefully we'll live 80, 90, 100 years. We count on the media. We count on New York, the New York Times to give us the truth. And we counted on Instagram and Facebook to connect us, to bring us closer to those people that live 3,000 miles away. Or I can't keep in touch with 50 friends every day, but Facebook, Instagram allows me to feel a sense of closeness. But ultimately, Facebook and Instagram originally started out as a platform that supposedly brought us closer together. But now they're exploiting us. And their their intention isn't to bring connectivity. It's now become a business-themed model. It's not a personal, let's bring people together model. It's an exploitive model. So I think that's an important thing to think about. They're exploiting you at all costs. And I think that's trickling down to human behavior. They, people now are scared to portray their true selves. It's causing mass confusion. I felt inspired to share this podcast, things that I'm thinking, because I was personally 
I don't want to say dramatically impacted by a post on Instagram, but it did sort of affect me and make me think about, you know, a friend of mine and I were sort of having intimate conversations about something, and then it was sort of broadcasted live. And then other people were giving their opinions. And I don't know any of these people. That's the other thing. You know, there's there's context. There's contextual elements to almost everything. You know, people have a history. People's opinions are so, they're formed over typically quite a long time. Background, upbringing, personal experiences. If somebody will vomit an opinion on Instagram, but we don't know where it's coming from. We don't know the context. And on top of it, we don't know if they're posting that opinion on Instagram because they think it'll look good or they will look good, or they're actually posting the truth. So it's just something I've been thinking about, this this concept of truth, reality, perception, and I think the brain is so easily convinced by what it sees as being truth, which, again, you know, typically in the olden days, and I'm, I'm, maybe that's the wrong term, but maybe in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s, when there was only three channels, when there wasn't even television, we were just listening to the radio, and then when there was three channels, and then five, even when there was just cable television, there was only 30, 40, 50 channels now. But it's almost as if there's 5,000 channels that you're connected to. If you have 5,000 friends on Facebook, Instagram, everybody is broadcasting their own personal channel. And because we see it, we assume it's true. But maybe eight, nine times out of 10, it may be the complete opposite of what we see. So no wonder we're flabbergasted and shocked and surprised at the truth that may eventually come out. Just some thoughts on this concept of truth, reality, and and I think it's something that I struggle with. Um, And I think we all do. What's real, what isn't. And because we don't have those intimate connections that we used to, or as many of them, I think we're falling further away from truth and becoming closer to false perceptions. So chew on that for a little while. I know it's a little deep thought for sure, but it's just been something I've been thinking about. So um, I think as far as the podcast now is concerned, I'm, I'm really excited about the direction that it's going. I do believe that I'm creating a platform that makes people uncomfortable, but also makes people think. And I, I was on the phone with a friend of mine yesterday that I haven't spoken to in over a couple of years, and he listened to one of the episodes, and he really thinks that it's a brilliant idea. It's almost as if, and I brought up this comparison, social media feels like money. We all have a very, a very intimate relationship with money. And I think we all have a very intimate, confusing relationship with social media. And I think it's just an important concept to talk about because it's it's impacting it's permeating through our society on an unconscious level and i do think it's impacting our decision making and the way we think 
in the way we live our lives. I'm going to continue the discussion and keep talking about it. And I'm excited to welcome uh, or have an emergency podcast with Calvin Corzine. Comes up in a couple days, probably tomorrow. Um, and then I already spoke to Sean, Sean Cowhig, comedian, actor, writer here in Los Angeles. I spoke to him earlier in the week. That should drop next week. Um, as always, I really appreciate the support. You listening to the show, please spread the word, share it with friends, write a review. Just trying to make sense of the impact of social media because I do still believe if you're a writer, artist, owner, it's important to use. But the power of technology and social media, it's now exploiting us and stringing us along in many dysfunctional ways. And I think it's an important, it's a, it's a difficult conversation to have can often feel like hypocrisy because I feel like we all know it's bad or has damaging effects, but we still use it. So I think it's an important conversation to have. So as always, thanks so much for being a part, supporting, listening to the Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral. And I have um, quite a few exciting guests lined up over the next four to six weeks. They should be coming to you soon, but for now... Really grateful for your support for the Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral podcast.